welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Bedell. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical, gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone, it's Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. Welcome back to this week's Brain Coach Tip entitled, I Said Hold Your Pencil Right. First, I want to thank you for coming. There seems to be an ever-increasing number of you, and I appreciate your confidence in me to spend your valuable time here at Brain Coach Tips. It's our goal to get the word out about the life-changing effects of the neurodevelopmental approach for life. You could be a great help in that effort toward this goal by sharing the BrainCoachTips.com address with someone you know. Unfortunately, there seems to be a growing need out there for ways to help children function better. For over 25 years, I have watched the transformation happen in thousands of families as they incorporate the neurodevelopmental approach through the Little Giant Steps products and programs. Parents have reported amazing results, which is wonderfully gratifying for me. My prayer is that you can have some great results through the information that I share here. To go along with this podcast, we've provided a handout with specific activities to help build the pathways from the brain to the hand to be able to control the fingers better. Just go to braincoachtips.com and look for podcast 36, hold your pencil right, to get that handout. As we get started today, I thought, Maybe the first and most important thing to do is figure out if it's really important to have the child hold the pencil correctly. Somehow you just instinctively know that it is important, so you say, hold your pencil right, and you wish you had a recording to sit beside the child to keep saying it because you're tired of saying it all the time. What happens is the child is obedient, changes his grip, And then, pretty soon, it goes right back to that thumb wrap or those multiple fingers or who knows what kind of grip that they have to do these days. I do want to affirm you, it is important for everyone to hold their pencil right to be most efficient. Now, you may have a great handwriting and you don't hold your pencil right, and so maybe you are slacking off a little bit on your kids. But it really is the most effective if we have the tripod grip. That means the index finger and thumb directly across from each other holding the pencil and the second finger underneath supporting. And the pencil should be back against the back of the hand. This will make it the most efficient for all the strokes that you have to do and so their hand won't get tired. Now, why is it that we've got so many weird pencil graphs going on? Well, it goes back to a foundational issue. In my opinion, it's muscle development. Because the muscles are weak, the person has to compensate by bringing the thumb across to help push. 
or bringing more fingers into play so that there's more strength to move that pencil. So how do you develop this good pencil grasp? Well, one thing is to just run and play. Why would this be helpful, you might ask? Well, it's because when you get oxygen, it helps your muscle tone. The more you run and play and breathe hard and get your oxygen really pumping through that heart as you're bringing up the heart rate, it's going to bring more oxygen to the muscles. You know, when I was growing up, we played outside for hours each day. Now, as backyards have gotten smaller and smaller, and the world we live in seems more hazardous, children play inside much more. Not to mention the technology that also contributes to that sedentary lifestyle of many of our children. We also used to have monkey bars on the playground when I was growing up. Now they've taken the monkey bars out because someone might get hurt. Well, just put some monkey bars in your backyard or at the very least have a bar that the child can hang from. Monkey bars are better because it has to do with where you are in space. It helps with the eyes converging and things like that. But as far as just developing the hand, just hanging from a bar will really be helpful. So the goal is twice a day for at least a minute solid. Now if they can't do a minute, you just let them drop down, get back up, and time all the time that they're on the bar. They should be on the bar at least a minute twice a day. This will really help those hand muscles. If you want to start this from very young, I think I've told this story before, but one thing that we've done since all the grandchildren were about three months old is that we wrap their little hands around our thumbs and we pull them gently up, either from a sitting position or all the way up from us standing up and them being on the floor. Many, many times of them grasping our thumbs and holding their own weight has produced some really amazing things. In the handout, you'll see Kinsey's picture where at 13 months old, she's just hanging there from her mom's thumbs. Now this produced something that I wasn't expecting, but was very wonderful to see and has sustained all the way through to now is that when she first picked up a writing utensil, it was a little magnadoodle, and she was only 19 months old, she was holding it with almost a perfect tripod grip. The fingers were together a little bit high above the utensil, but it was a tripod grip without any training. So when we go through the developmental steps, it really makes a difference in our function. And cuts down a lot of that time of training that we typically have to do. Now another thing that can really help is crawling on your hands and knees. The child should have crawled at least four to six months minimum on their hands and knees to help develop their hands. Now I want you to try this. Put some pressure on your hand like you were on your hands and knees going forward and see what that does. You're pushing off with your fingers and really building those muscles as you're creeping along. Now you might say, my child is way past the crawling on their hands and knees stage, but I want to encourage you, it will help build their hand muscles and there's a lot more benefits to that crawling as well. 
Other things that happen when you're on your hands and knees in the creep position and going forward and backward is your eyes are tracking and they're also converging. Your, eye, your eyes are working together. It builds those hands like we just talked about, the hand muscles, and it also builds the connections between the two hemispheres. It's that bridge where your children answer your questions that needs to function because it needs to bring information from one side and communicate with the other. If you haven't heard podcast number eight or nine, I would encourage you to go back and check that out because in Foundations of Learning Styles, I talk about this. And there's also information about that in number 26, Organizing Einstein. And even if your child is not gifted range, there's very helpful information there. You know, it just really seems cruel to ask someone to do something that they're really physically not able to do well. And so we have some direct hand exercises that help develop the foundational skills so that you can have a good pencil grasp and you don't have to be told all the time to make your hand be in a good position. Two very strategic things that need to happen is you need to have flexors and extensors. That means flexors are the ones that close your hand like if you were squeezing a ball. There's lots of things out there that you can squeeze like stress balls and those types of squishy balls that you can squeeze to help those flexor muscles. But you also need to develop those extensor muscles. The extensors are the ones that open your hand. And if you're pushing against some pressure as you open your hand, then it's going to build those muscles. On the handout, you'll see something called a hyperflex ball that can be found at littlegiantsteps.com that will work on this very thing. What you do is turn that ball inside out so the spiky stuff is on the outside and you put the child's hand fully in to the ball and then they open it against that pressure of that flexible ball. So they're pushing out against that pressure for twice a day for one minute is really good. Also, you want to develop that cortical opposition. That means the pad to pad of the index finger and the thumb. You want to develop that strength. For younger children, we suggest that squirt fish that you see on the handout. So the rule is that the fish has to sit on the second finger. So it's sitting right on top of the second finger and the index finger and thumb are on either side of the fish. They squeeze it and fill it with water and then they squirt, 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 squirt. Every time they squirt, they're doing an isometric exercise to help that cortical opposition. Now if they're a little bit older, you might want to consider those putty eye animals. And again, that animal has to sit on the second finger and so only the index finger and thumb are pressing to make those eyes pop out or whatever it is. Some of the, the animals have ears that, that bulge out or the chicken has the, the crown that, that goes up which makes it kind of fun so the kids like to do it. Again, a minute twice a day will really help with that. Now those poppers, those half round circles that you turn inside out and they pop, those are really good if you do it this very way. Where you're taking your fingers on the rim of the popper 
and your thumbs push the middle. Then, as it's turned inside out like that, you reach around with index finger and thumb, holding that tension against that cortical opposition, set it down, and then let it pop. You know, kids just like to do stuff like that, so they do it pretty often, and that also strengthens those muscles that are necessary. We also have something called a button string. It's a button on the end of a string, and the button goes in between, flat, lays flat, in between the index finger and thumb. And someone pulls the string, and the person tries to keep that button right between their fingers, so they have to clamp down on it. That's also an isometric exercise that can help with that. All of these done twice a day for one minute, and you don't have to do all of them every day. You can pick one or two of those for cortical opposition to really help with that. If you've listened to podcast number four, which was called Best Kept Secret in Education, Auditory Processing, you probably remember that I encourage you to listen for long periods of time to audiobooks. So these activities that I've just mentioned can be done to help strengthen their hand while they're listening to those audiobooks. Kind of double up on your time. We also have these hand strengthening and pre-writing skill type activities built into the neurodevelopmental preschool program called Early Learning Foundations. Level one is for three to four year olds. In, in this program, you've got brain organization activities, pre-math, pre-writing, and readiness activities, just like the ones we've talked about, to build a solid foundation in brain development. This is not only for writing, but will affect all their academics in the future. Now, to help break that bad habit of the poor pencil grass that they have, you might want to consider the pencil grass called the claw. This is basically what I call a straitjacket for the fingers because it puts the child's fingers in a tripod grip. It gives them some flexibility, but helps them hold it in the right place. Plus, the other thing I really like about it is that they're holding right on the pencil. For younger children that might need a little more support, there's something called the twist and write. So the index finger goes through the hole that you see, it like, looks like a little Y, and helps support, but it also gives indentions so that the child is holding it correctly. Not only is it important to hold the pencil correctly, but also important to form the letters correctly. There's many handwriting programs out there. Handwriting without tears is one that's very successful for younger children. And one I really like is Reason for Writing. This includes scripture, and so it really makes it important to write neatly and gives them a purpose to write neatly. After all, if God hadn't written the Ten Commandments where we could read them, we'd be in some big trouble right about now. Another question that I'm often asked is whether our children should learn to write in cursive. I listened to a lecture by Andrew Poudois one time. He's a well-known speaker in the homeschool circles. He says that there's research that has direct neurological link to cursive and especially young boys between 8 and 10. Another reason 
that's very important to me to be able to write in cursive is so that you can read cursive. You know, all of our founding documents of our founding fathers are written in cursive. If we can't read those important documents, we won't really know for sure what our founding fathers believed. This is also important for taking notes in college or in business meetings. It's just faster and more efficient when you write in cursive. I really like the cursive writing program called Cursive Logic. You'll find the information about that on the handout that's accessible through braincoachtips.com or you can just go to littlegiantsteps.com forward slash store and type in cursive in the search. Now the reason I like this so much is because she's boiled cursive down into four strokes. So she teaches all the lowercase letters of cursive with four different strokes that are going in between each one of the letters. So it makes a lot of sense. It goes really fast. And she's got some great practice for them as well. I don't know if you've thought about this before or not, but the muscles that you develop for handwriting are also used for holding your eating utensils correctly and affect the child's ability to do fine motor activities like buttoning and zipping and tying their shoes. When those pathways from the deep pressure on the hand and arm, that activity that's in the handout, when those are helping those pathways to be complete from the brain to the hand, they can really do well using their hands. I also want to encourage you to check back in the near future for a mini program for handwriting that would specifically target these skills that you need for good handwriting. This would be a set of activities that would be recommended and it would have what we call web training where you see a video instruction of how and why you're doing what you're doing and a video demonstration with the child. At Little Giant Steps, we're continually trying to find ways to help you with different situations that you have with your children. That's all the time we have for today, but I hope you will stay tuned to Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, where you will receive more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, I'll discuss how neurodevelopment can help a child that has a syndrome or brain injury. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to take in more of the previous podcasts that can help you understand your children better, whether they are typically developing, gifted, or struggling learners. Neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate the skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, 
May the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.